Welcome to the Oxygen Mass Podcast. If you are here as a parent or caregiver, educator or grandparent, we are glad to have you listening. This program is geared for the autism parent, but we welcome and invite all who are drawn to be here with us. I'm Tara and I'm your co-host along with my partner, Beth. The title of this podcast, The Oxygen Mask, is based on a metaphor. Just as you are instructed on an airplane to put on your own mask before helping others, we believe we need to practice helping ourselves as parents so we can best help our children. Hi, I'm Beth. At the beginning of each episode, we'll turn that metaphor, that symbol of an oxygen mask, into a concrete practice, pausing a few minutes each day to quiet our busy minds and breathe into our bellies provides a surge of stress-reducing neurochemicals. With practice over time, we actually build pathways in our brains that help reduce our stress response. So even if you hit play on this podcast about to enter multitasking mode, please take a moment of pause for yourself. Let's begin. Close your eyes softly and bring your attention to your feet as they contact the surface beneath them, rooting you to this moment. Roll your shoulders back. Let them settle in a strong, relaxed posture. Take a belly breath in through your nose. Feel the sensation of air in your nostrils, in the back of your throat. Exhale slowly. Notice your chest fall and your belly soften. Draw another deep breath into your belly. Envision the cool air swirling up across your forehead. Exhale, picturing the warm air going down the back of your neck and over your shoulders. Bring your attention to your face, your temples, your jaw. Take a final cleansing breath in. At the top of your in-breath, bend your elbows and softly place your hands on your hips. Exhale slowly, perhaps letting a smile curl the corners of your mouth. Hold this posture for a few seconds as you open your eyes. Again, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. We are back, and we are back to school today. Um, For a lot of us, it's the first day back to school. At least it is when we're recording today. Um, I know my kids uh, went off to school today, and I have one that's a junior and one that's in college, so he's already started, but one that's a junior and one that is a freshman. So it's Alex's first uh, day at high school. (laughs) Um, And that's kind of unnerving, you know, like it's a whole new school. Um, I think he had a little bit of nerves, but not terrible. And it's new for us, too, because um, as a family, we decided that he's going to try school without a whole lot of supports this year. So he's got mostly mainstream classes, um, one homeroom class that is supported, and his case manager, so she can kind of keep an eye on if things are falling through the cracks. But otherwise, he's going about his day as a very typical teenager, and um, yeah, we're going to just see how that goes, so... It's usually pretty good for him to try when he starts a new school or a new, you know, kind of leveling up to start things brand new. So this was a good opportunity to scale back on some services to see how he does Mm -hmm. because he tends to play up and and he's ready for it. He's been advocating that for himself this summer, too. So 
Um, so yeah, it's kind of well, all the first day of school jitters. It rolls out. So. Yeah. And how you have a very different first day of school. So talk yeah. about what school is going to be like for you guys this year. Well, I sent my younger uh, one in second grade on the bus today and I was like, hey, give me a hug. And she just hightailed it right on that bus <laughs> and climbed aboard and waved from the window. So See ya. Um, yeah, she's ready to rock. And um, my son with autism uh, is going into fourth grade and we're trying homeschooling like fully committed this year Ah. yeah and I but he's just a voracious little learner and um, for if anything it's like um, executive functioning planning time management like how you know that's what I think that we could work on together and really yeah um, but a lot of reading a lot of project-based stuff and some really good math so yeah, my hat's off to you. I don't think I could ever homeschool. I know a lot of people have done it, and that's been a really good choice for them. And But, yeah, I can't imagine the amount of organization that it's going to take. Well, just a couple days at a time is what I'm doing <laughs> right now. So, so today's episode um, is about connection and supportive friendships. Um, just really, we want to recognize supportive relationships and what connects us that grows us and helps us thrive because these friendships really are the seeds of our larger community. And when we talk about it takes a village to raise a child, um, this is the village we're talking about. Um, But it's not easy to come by. So um, today we're going to mainly talk, like I said, about friendships. We're going to save another episode for family relationships because there's just a lot of complexity we want to make room for right there. So, So before we dive into connection and friendships, um, again, and we're talking about our own as <laughs> parents and people, uh, not necessarily about our kids and their relationships. But for parents, let's name what we're often up against early on, especially. Um, there's this sense of isolation of like, I'm, I'm feeling like you're alone in this, feeling confused or fearful, maybe being fearful of being judged as a bad parent, because that's with Um, autism and behaviors especially in public it's like that's where people go in their assumptions and and we go there too Um, and also not sure being unsure of who really gets it and also not sure that I really get it either like yeah I'm raising the kid but I'm not sure that I fully understand where we're at so um, these are dynamics that really draw energy away from us and can leave us feeling really stuck in our own heads Um, which is not a great place to be and to be well. So we want you to find your people, supportive people, our isolation-busting people. Um, And that's what we want to encourage you to do today. Yeah, I think it's super easy to get isolated quickly. I know um, being kind of an introverted person, that's easy for me to do, and and I know it's not. um, it's It's a balance of being you know, recharging your energy versus like you need that connection with supportive people, um, people who understand and and empower you. So we were talking about like, where do you find those people? And, you know, I've kind of tried to draw back on where I've run across some of those supportive people. Um, You know, some of it's been online, certainly, because we're busy people and it's easy to connect with others online and finding, you know, certain support groups and things like that or parent groups. Um, but it's been waiting rooms. Like when Alex was young and we were in his um, early childhood um, in a intervention center, I mean, I was dropping off and picking up every day, twice a day, you know, and you tend to see the same people over and over again who are in kind of the same boat you are. So that certainly was some friendships that formed in waiting rooms over the years too. 
How about you? Um, you know, I think in preschool we had support groups uh, when my son was in preschool. And I would say from that, um, one friend has really stuck and she was very like persistent and we'd call and meet, you know, it was really not even in person. It was a lot of just texts and phone calls here and there. And now she's actually created her own sort of she calls it a super mom's group, like a mm-hmm. parent kind of encouragement and um, place. Um, you know, and I think we'll put in the show notes um, different parent groups and supports that we know of, but mm-hmm. um, really how they're run, what the norms are really matters. And if you're not finding what you seek, start your own. That's yeah, for really sure. powerful for people. But for me, I think... Um, I'll go into a little bit later, like different places, but um, like my faith community, I think was really important in terms of it's not just about um, what I'm doing as a career or what what activities my kids were in. It was more about like the whole person, the family unit and the heart and soul versus um, kind of different other ways that we connect in our communities so that seemed like that has been one thorough kind of through running theme for me nice Um, I think maybe faith communities are a good connection point and also especially challenging for special (laughs) needs families too sure yeah it's really important to find um, people who you know they may not fully understand the road that you're on but they're willing to listen and hold that Mm -hmm. space for you um, and just out of care and concern for you and your well-being versus always trying to be in that like problem solving mode Mm -hmm. um and so I think those have been the most meaningful sorts of relationships for me and the most supportive and and um helpful so um I don't know how have you come across some of the relationships that have been most meaningful to you in your journey um you know I think it's been people I live life with like neighbors that I'm going to run into anyway or parents that we pick up each other's kids every Mm -hmm. once in a while after school so that um, your day-to-day routines sort of have you running up against each other and with that sometimes you let go of like guilt and judgment a little easier because you're just like you see each other yeah yeah, you get the real picture of what's going on and um, (laughs) they see you in in your, yeah, like, when, when somebody can see your messy house yeah. or you without makeup, then you know you're good. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so I would say dropping that fear of judgment has been hugely liberating and the beginning of lots of really good friendships. Um, and also just people over time. Like I have friends, a couple of friends who I've known since high school, and we've just been close enough over time that... Um, and evolved into parenthood together and whether what doesn't matter the neurology of the kids we're parenting it's just that we're doing the ups and downs together and you get some perspective in that um, and I think one one period that really sticks out in my head um, for growth for us around our village was when we were moving we had switched schools my husband took a job that had him traveling every couple of weeks so I was like going to house inspections and um, stuff on my own toured the house we bought on FaceTime with him oh, I mean goodness. it was just kind of crazy a really crazy time and I just really had to ask for help like I had no I think that really being in a place of need mm. was hard but it just I I had to and I trusted that 
I would be able to pay people back when we were out of this crazy right. period. But yeah, asking, can I drop the kids off while I go see this house? Can, you know, we need a day to pack. Or I had a friend come over and... Well, you might not have asked for help had you not been in that yeah, intense yeah. situation. But I think it really shifted a, a dynamic for us, right. I, at least for me, where I felt like, yeah, I can ask for help and there will be time, there will be mm-hmm. space to, to it, help it, them move or help with their kids or Right, whatever. it kind of forced you into that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just that really intense season was a really good building time for us. Yeah, um, I think, you know, for me, I'm thinking about the people that have been able to really hold space for not just me, but, you know, all my kids and, and really have allowed us to do things in our own way. And my, I'm really lucky. My, my parents and my family, my siblings are always super supportive. Um, and it always has been that way in our family. So I think we had a really good foundation to start with. Um, and when we kind of began to go down this autism journey path, they were all very supportive, you know, like, what can we do? And I had to remember that they didn't always know how to help um, because they weren't, you know, in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't always know either, but I learned pretty quickly, like, I have to voice it and say this is what's um, best for our family or the way that you can help us. And so it's really important to note that you have to be able to speak up because even if you have super supportive family or friends, they don't always know how to help. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes kind of back to what you were saying, too. Like, you have to just ask for it. Um, and speak up and say what will work best. And I was thinking about that in particular around, um, you know, like holiday traditions can always be sort of a sticky situation for families in particular. And my family's been really supportive about that. We have some pretty strong traditions and we're a close family, but we've always, it's always an attitude of come on and join in and it's okay if you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's both of those things. And so we were pretty good about, um, you know, saying we can't spend the night with everybody and wake up Christmas morning because it's just too much. It's mm-hmm. too taxing and everybody needs to be in their own bed. And so we mm-hmm. kind of, you know, shifted the tradition and made it our own or like allowing um, someone who's a picky eater because there's more than one in our whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, making sure that there's something special for each person in the meal that they like to eat, like their favorites are always kind of representative. And so that happened for Alex a mm-hmm. lot, too. Um, which was really great. So I think, yeah, allowing that space to um, to do do things the way you need to do them. And then I was thinking too, like some of my closest friends that have been really supportive of me and my my whole journey and Alex's journey. You know, those are the friends that I can vent to and problem solve with. And again, they'll just listen and not try to go fix it or go down in that. You know venting trench with me they'll send the ladder so I can get myself out but Mm -hmm. they aren't going to necessarily get down there with me um because they um you know understand that they're just holding space for me and I was thinking about this too that these are friends the ones that I have in mind they don't have special needs kids you know Mm -hmm. they're they're friends um on a variety of levels and they aren't necessarily the ones that have the special needs children so they aren't fully understanding my situation, but sometimes that's more um, helpful because mm-hmm. they're um, understanding me and my journey, not necessarily all the stuff that kind of goes along with it. So for me, that's been helpful to have multiple types of friends. I have lots yeah. of friends that do, that do have, you know, mm-hmm. kids with autism. But again, when I'm looking for somebody that I can really just vent to and let my hair down with, it's it's a circle of mm-hmm. friends that don't necessarily um, have anything to do with autism. So It's interesting that you, what that brought up for me is there a couple of really close friends 
continued, I think, to see me as me, an individual who was struggling when I was conflating my identity with my child's autism, where I just thought that was immersed and that's all that we had to think and talk about. Um, they continued to affirm and assert that, yeah. what about you? What about you? You know, yes. to not disappear yourself in that cloud. Right, because that's so yeah. easy to kind of get caught up in that, like you said, almost an mm-hmm. identity of that. And so, right, being able to mm-hmm. sort through it kind of apart from it was really helpful. And so I think that's really kind of touches on some of the things that we talked about even before the sh- when we started recording is like the dynamics of, of other types of friends that, um, I, I think it's important to note when your friends, if, if you have friends that are bringing energy to you and lifting you up, or are they leaving you drained mm-hmm. and paying attention to how your energy feels around those people. And that's true regardless, right, mm-hmm. of parenting or not parenting, autism or not, whatever. Just like the people you have in your life, you want them to be adding to your life and not draining you. In the, in the net, net sum or yeah. whatever, you know, like right. over time. I mean, cause right, there's going to be cycles. days, right? Like, right. yeah, we can't all be perfect all the time. But <laughs> certainly, like, overall, like, is that, is that are they adding to your life and, and um, lifting you up? And so I think it's really easy, and particularly with other autism parents, is being aware of that woe is me stories because it's so easy to go down that path and say, oh, this is the thing that I'm frustrated with. And, oh, yeah, me too. And then all of a sudden you're kind of down that path of um, talking about what's hard and then getting into comparison mode and mm-hmm. and getting stuck in that, yeah, venting trench and there's no way out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because now all of a sudden you're both down in there and there's no, la- no one to send right. the ladder out, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be a little bit careful of when you're in those circles of, I just need to vent. And that's okay. We all need a place for that, but... Mm-hmm. Be wary of how your energy, are you getting sucked in or are you able to put some boundaries in place? Right. Well, in each story or situation that you navigate alongside a friend, you're grabbing evidence or potential pictures that you're drawing. So if I gather too much from a woe is me kind of conversation, I have a lot of negative evidence of what the future could hold or what whatever. Um, And the same goes for positive, you know, hopeful, determined sort of scenarios. Certainly. But, you know, venting, it it is cathartic, right? And I mean, yeah. I really do feel like, like there's this physical, like, like I want to have a yeah. tantrum or like, but I, I think for me, when I'm in that place, <laughs> I need to, I want to find like a physical outlet, actually, because yeah. I, I can be blah, blah, blah words all the time. And then, but I don't know, I don't know, I want to experiment with that, like going on a run, or I used to just walk out the front door if bedtime got really bad. (laughs) I was like, I'm leaving, I'll be back in 10 minutes. It does feel good. I even threw a little tantrum the other day, not related to, you know, Mm -hmm. something one of the kids did, and I was like, I clearly knew I was in the middle of venting. I even said, I'm just venting. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I needed to get it out, but you're right, it would probably be healthier to have some sort of physical outlet instead of a verbal vomit of things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you noticed. I noticed. That's why I'm getting better. (laughs) I think the other um, dynamic or sometimes types of friendships, um, strategy or information friendships, where you're always giving and taking information and advice, um, especially you know when it's unsolicited advice, you kind of recognize that. But there's also ways that that just goes back and forth and it kind of gets you into fix-it mode Mm -hmm. um, or listening from a lens of, all right, let's tackle this together, you know? For sure. Um, And I guess that is a 
helpful kind of friendship um, in some times, but for me in times of like fatigue or a lot of stress, these are the people that I kind of instinctively pull away from because I know that I can't process like the kinds of conversations we typically have. Yeah. Do you know, like when you're so um, in over your head. Um, so yeah, we may need those information and resources sometimes. You can try to pivot that relationship a little more toward um, something outside of strategy um, or just keep these people in your phone yeah. <laughs> address book and call them when you need strategy and when you're ready for information. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking in an earlier episode about information overload. I mean, that, that can happen by you know Googling a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. or um, But yeah, maybe unsolicited advice from people too. And just knowing you can take what little nuggets you need and then and then leave the rest of it. So yeah, um, yeah. so that, let's talk a little bit more about um, you know we ha- like to have oxygen mask pointers or tips and mm-hmm. things that you can practically kind of take away. So really, um, are you going to pivot or are you going to pour in with the relationship that you have with the person? So consider that level of investment and where you are. We talked about energy, and your energy is precious. I mean, your energy needs to be spent on caring for your child and navigating your day and all of that. So when you are going to spend energy on a relationship, you know, be mindful of who that is with and what the intention is. Um, are you going to you know get swept up into a conversation that is going to drag you down or are you going to just if it is kind of a venting situation you know acknowledge that story and move on like know that you don't have to take it with you mm-hmm. um, and, and sometimes you want to hold space for somebody and hold space for another autism parent and that's wonderful but just be mindful about putting in that little like hey okay I'm mm-hmm. just I'm not going to go down there with you I'm going to let you vent right <laughs> right yeah other ways I think of pouring in, I love when somebody shares like a book or a podcast or something and says, you know, I thought of this made me think of you. And sometimes I'll let it sit for weeks and then pick it up. And I just sort of grab these stories and ideas and just sort of say, hey, that's, you know, a little piece of hope, solidarity. I'm mm-hmm. connected. Somebody's also kind of on this walk with me. And I just, it's kind of silly, but I kind of invent this, I, this, network in my head like oh yeah so and so you know we should do coffee again or yeah I have this that reminds me of 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 a certain friend and um, tell a story of connection as you um, share things with people I like that because that that also is um, showing that you know the relationship doesn't always have to be in person with time spent because we're all so tapped for time right so like this little hey I'm thinking of you I Mm -hmm. saw this podcast like that's wonderful it's a wonderful Mm -hmm. way to cultivate relationships um and I think, you know, we, we kind of have skirted around this a little bit, but really what we're talking about is putting in boundaries, right? And mm-hmm. boundaries are necessary for self-preservation. Um, as you kind of navigate uh, an autism journey, especially early on, I think, when your children are young and it gets to be hard to do things that other people or, or families are typically doing, um, just know that some people are just never going to get it. And, and you just have to wish them well and move on and adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, some friends and people are going to drop off your radar. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay because if they're not able to get it and not able to hold that space for you, you have energy to put elsewhere. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, putting some boundaries in place for those people that maybe are, are sapping your energy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What, have you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, th- I feel like that 
uh, often happens naturally under stress. Like when right. things are tight, we kind of <laughs> tighten up the belt or mm-hmm. something, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, you said boundaries for self-preservation. Like underneath that is self. So I think all of this makes you know yourself even better. Like right. I had not many boundaries and I was way overstretched. And realizing that's my tendency was really important for mm-hmm. me to make progress and, and be healthier. Um, I think I had to give up or kind of narrow the scope of who understood the ins and outs of our experience because I wanted like everybody to understand what's going on and be right it's hard to be different when you're I think I was just such a people pleaser and I had to really let that go and Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know it was operating until I was kind Mm -hmm. of exhausted by it so explaining ourselves to you know close friends and family who you know again that pour in aspect well I think you and I both have such a strong advocacy bone to us though too Mm -hmm. I mean that's clearly why we're doing a podcast so maybe you know having understood that yes we had some desires for the world to understand our child early Mm -hmm. on kind of had to be tabled until we could get into yeah yeah Yeah. and so now Mm -hmm. we've gotten to this point where like okay now we can maybe share that in this broader Mm -hmm. you know arena like we're doing so and the other that brings me to the other oxygen mask thought that I think carries through just really trusting the process there's enough of you there's enough time and the right pieces will fall together right um, over time so these are you can't rush friendship and really authentic connection just assume that you're walking a path together take friends at their word again with boundaries and if they say yes they mean yes and don't mm-hmm. <laughs> um I was some friends of mine I would maybe you could even say acquaintances we meet at one annual gathering that's put on by this organization we don't see each other or really connect in between but every year just showing up is like worthy yeah. of celebration the fact that we all like register for something and, yeah and that's and kind come. of nice because there's less there's not any other expectations other than that that's mm-hmm. beautiful right mm-hmm. yeah and cutting, so cutting the guilt, excuses, shame. Like we get to model what freedom from those dynamics looks like by how we act with each other, you know, not apologizing yeah. the minute we step into the room. Right. And I think, you know, just setting up your own expectations of other people, like kind of maybe even lowering that because no, they're not always going to say the right thing at the right time mm-hmm. or be the right. And just letting that go and knowing what's right for you. Um, mm-hmm. You can't can't should on yourself and you can't should on your friends, yes. right? So <laughs> right. just let, letting go of those that guilt and shame is really um, freeing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know, talking about I think we've we've mentioned a little bit earlier about that. There's um, you know like online support groups and things like that. But let's talk about social media. And Facebook and mm-hmm. all of those um, wonderful connection points because they are important places to connect. And like I said, I think especially parents and parents of special needs children, we are so tapped for time that a lot of times our connections are only happening online. And that's wonderful. Um, but again, be mindful of is that sapping your energy or is it adding to it? Mm-hmm. And so looking back at all the things we just talked about today, you know, what a good relationship is like and what sort of a dynamics to avoid you can transfer those all over to social media Mm -hmm. so be mindful are you getting on to facebook to just mindlessly scroll through Mm -hmm. are you getting on to complain about you know something that happened in in your world Mm -hmm. and you know looking for the misery loves company um 
or are you, you know, kind of looking for those nuggets of information that you can really apply to your journey and make mm-hmm. making it impactful? So, you know, we're all guilty of maybe not using Facebook <laughs> in the most healthy way, but there are ways to to use it and cultivate relationships and connections. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that all social media is bad, but like be mindful of what you're mm-hmm. doing. It's just like anybody else you're running into. Put boundaries in place um, and those sorts of things. So I think it is good. There's that whole, uh, do I feel energized or drained? Yeah. Like I have 50 saved articles and on Facebook. Well, like, you don't have I, to read I them I don't all. read them. I'm not going <laughs> to. They're going to sit there. <laughs> anyway, but just to say, okay, do I feel like drained yeah. or overwhelmed or encouraged or whatever? And if it's draining you, it's okay to just turn it off mm-hmm. or leave that group or not read the notifications a boundary easier said than done but I'm gonna be on every other day or something I mean it's kind of like when I've told uh, I've talked to my kids about social media and Mm -hmm. I'm like well if somebody is bothering you turn it off Mm -hmm. like you that's the power of like any sort of electronic you can turn it off (laughs) right um but it's yeah easier said than done but I just think yeah all of those kind of baseline tools that we've talked about are applicable across the board so yeah yeah so yeah so share with us if you want on um, comments or via email, um, what are your connections and friendships that have worked for you? Um, where, how did you come upon them? And um, celebrate them with us because it's so, so important to be part of a bigger whole um, to different personality types, different amounts and everything, but Mm -hmm. don't lose yourself in all this. (laughs) Yeah, it's really important. Don't get isolated and let, you know, let us know. Did we um, talk about the kind of friendships that you have and what's been impactful for you and maybe what's not been so great um, Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. We'd love to hear from you. So thanks again. All right. Happy back to school. Bye. We invite you to sit with or walk, kid chase, drive, or snuggle up with today's conversation in the back of your mind. Did you find kernels of joy or reassurance? Where did you feel some resistance? Let us know so we can learn and grow together. You can comment and subscribe to the podcast at www.cea4, that's the number four, autism.org. This is Communities Engaging Autism's website. Share the podcast with members of your village to strengthen those essential connections. And above all, please secure your own oxygen mask before helping others.